what will tomorrow's cars be like to drive? This is the place to find out as you're listening to the podcast about the innovations and trends shaking up mobility. I'm Justine, and this is Moving Your Future. Artificial intelligence is at the core of the transformation of the automotive industry. Ten years ago, there was no real AI in cars. Today, most are packed with software, a lot of which is AI-related. Deep learning and reinforcement learning are key technologies for new advanced functions in vehicles, such as autonomous driving. Today, Patrick Perez, director of Valio.ai, the AI-dedicated lab at Valio, discusses his team's research and the AI automotive applications they're developing to make mobility safer. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks for having me. So, Patrick, we're clearly in the middle of a real revolution. What is the impact of AI on the automotive industry today in terms of vehicle design and functionality? Maybe I can start with the functionalities and, and with something which is extremely visible, almost the tip of the iceberg, which are the robotaxis. They are packed with AI, obviously, and sensors. But of course, you have these slightly less visible, but as important, even more important, maybe in uh, advanced driving systems. And at the other end of the spectrum, and uh, not visible at all to the users, uh, the way the cars are designed, the way they are manufactured, is starting to be changed by AI. Okay. Can you uh, give us maybe some concrete examples of those AI applications in automotive design? Yeah, sure. One example, for instance, is the use of so-called uh, generative design in this field. Artificial intelligence, in particular neural networks, are trained in order to replicate or to imitate uh, physics and to solve the uh, physics equations in order to accelerate and expand the way complex systems like, uh, for instance, a radiator for thermal management are designed. And uh, at Valeo, we start to look at these things. And what impact does that have then on the final result? It changes, first of all, it makes things uh, faster, way faster. And also it allows the engineer, with the assistance of these new tools, to explore a design space which was beyond their reach without the tool. Uh, in particular, you start uh, seeing new shapes, completely different from the traditional one, and they have been really obtained with the use of these tools. Mm. Is there a way that AI is being used in automotive design or functionality that might surprise the average person? Let me take another example, which is the uh, in-cabin comfort. Uh, so you have these different ways to control the temperature inside the cabin, the radiant panels, the, the classic HVAC, but also the heating of the seat itself. So you have different ways, and in order to combine them in an optimal way, it's fairly complex. And using reinforcement learning, which is one branch of AI, now we are exploring new ways to um, adapt fast and better the temperature in the cabin for the best comfort of the driver and the passengers. It's really interesting. Let's come back to the customer experience in a minute. But first, I want to ask you, I believe Valio was an early proponent of AI for automotive. So how is Valio positioned today in terms of AI expertise and application in auto automotive? So indeed, Valio was uh, quite visionary with AI and uh, starting uh, the exploration of autonomous driving or assisted driving like 10 years ago, which was quite early in the history of these technologies. And a few years later, we started the uh, research team, uh, Valio.ai, which is now uh, visible and, and very active on the uh, scientific stage. So this has taken 
taken a few years to start and to develop. And also we have already AI in products, for instance, the use of the uh, advanced uh, laser scanners that uh, Valeo design and produce. Behind the, the sensor itself, you need AI in order to process and to analyze the point cloud that the laser scanner delivers. What are the key benefits of increasing AI in vehicles from a safety perspective? The most um, important thing here is the raise of uh, driving assistance systems. So they have been in cars for a long time, but now they are really benefiting from the major progress of AI and machine learning. So when you look at uh, some of these most advanced uh, ADAS, advanced driving assistance systems, they rely first, of course, on sensors. But also, as I was alluding to before with the laser scanner, you need uh, machine learning in order to analyze these signals and in order to deliver the function. So let's take one example. Automatic um, emergency braking uh, system, for instance, in order for the car to brake by itself, mm -hmm. uh, you need first to know where are the obstacles, maybe far away, if you're on the highway, there is a lost cargo. You need uh, the system, the AI-based system, to recognize that there is an obstacle on your trajectory. Uh, using whatever sensors is on your car. We have now this ability with uh, modern AI to understand really in depth what is around the car, near the car, or but also very far away, uh, especially if you're uh, driving at uh, high speed. And of course, safety is the number one argument for autonomous driving. So how is AI being used to develop autonomous vehicles and what are the challenges involved? One is safety itself. In, in a sense, we are even more demanding on these automatic systems compared to how demanding we are with the human drivers. So, of course, the um, automated system doesn't sleep, doesn't drink, always pay attention, etc. But uh, the neural networks which are used, they have also their known weaknesses. They are not always reliable, or at least it's, it's hard to assess at runtime, whether they are uncertain or confident. So this uh, issue with the ability of an AI system to assess its own confidence is really a challenge. It's a scientific topic, so we research that. And it's something very important to take into account when we put these systems in a car. The other challenge is the fact that in a car, the hardware, the compute is limited for a number of reasons. So you cannot put a humongous neural network in your car, at least as per now. And uh, it's uh, what is called embedded AI uh, mm -hmm. or AI at the edge. And this is really one of the challenges. And last but not least, all these AI systems, they require a lot of data to be trained. These data should cover as much as possible the different driving conditions, including difficult situations. So not all of these situations can be actually recorded uh, in the real life. So part of these data must be synthetic. So there is, and you need more and more data to train these uh, very modern systems. So data collection, annotation, and uh, even expansion with uh, synthetic data is one of the big challenges in order to train and deploy as safe as possible AI systems. So I'm still a long way off from getting my own autonomous vehicle. Is that what you're saying? Privately owned, yes. But if you go and um, ask for a robotaxi ride in San Francisco, you will enjoy the full autonomy. Okay. Let's talk about the customer experience. How is AI improving the user experience for drivers and passengers? So I think in many ways, so it goes from comfort to 
safety, as we already discussed, the control of the heat, for instance. Uh, other aspects include the uh, the way the passengers and the driver interact with the car, uh, whether for actual driving functions, but also for the entertainment. So you might imagine new ways, either with speech or gestures, to interact in a fluid way with your car. With the dramatic progress of language models and chatbots, you can easily imagine that it's going to change the way things happen in the cabin. Does this mean that I'll be able to, you know, have a conversation with my vehicle, like a, a virtual assistant in the vehicle? Absolutely, but mm. also for uh, safety. Mm. You could have a coach uh, in the car talking to you, or vice versa, if your car is equipped with an advanced driving system, you might uh, warn it because the system is different from a human driver, so you might ask even why you did that. And I think it's important in order to gain uh, confidence on the customer side with these new systems. So there are plenty of ways the rays of so-called generative AI and chatbots uh, might change the experience for the passengers. And another type of uh, autonomous vehicles which are interesting for customers are the delivery droids, expanding the uh, the accessibility of some of the uh, delivery services. So are, are you saying that Valio AI applications are being used uh, by these delivery drones or by these robot taxis today? Yes, of course, we're starting with the sensors. Again, it's very important to always realize that AI needs uh, inputs. Mm -hmm. um, in that case, uh, the inputs are provided by the sensors. So definitely, uh, Valeo sensors are used in, in robot taxis, in uh, delivery droids, in uh, advanced driving assistance systems, of course, but not only the sensors, but also some of the AI that we uh, design in order to make the best of these sensors. Right. So, of course, when we have sensors, we have data. And uh, in this new era of connectivity, we have new vulnerabilities as well. So with the increasing use of AI in vehicles, what are the concerns related to data privacy and security? And how can we address those? Okay. So obviously, these are important topics in the sense that connected but distinct. When it comes to data privacy, so there is the in-cabin data when you have cameras looking at the passengers or other sensors, if these data remains in the cabin and they are not uploaded anywhere, I think it's fairly easy to contain or to limit the problem. But you have also the external sensors looking around the car, seeing people, seeing license plates, etc. So there is one has to be really cautious with the way this data is processed at the instant it is recorded. So there are ways, in particular for videos, to anonymize them right away in order to comply with the uh, local regulation. As for cybersecurity, it's extremely important, of course, with the, now the car being connected in particular for, to get the over-the-air update of your software. It opens up all sorts of uh, threads. So this has to be really looked into by the cybersecurity specialist, which I'm not. So on the opportunity side, I think in the same way uh, software developer nowadays are going to be dramatically assisted by AI. I think the, the cybersecurity experts that are going to be dramatically helped by the new AI in order to design new defenses. Let's hope so. <laughs> I'd love to dive into that topic further with you, but we don't have time today. Right now, we're going to listen to Romain Brugnot, who's the BG Industrial Vice President, talk about how AI is being used in the factory. 
In Valeo, in our factories, we have uh, four types of application of AI. The first one is predictive maintenance. The goal of that is to, uh, based on sensors, uh, we, uh, we capture all the abnormal uh, behaviors of the production lines, and we are able to adapt the maintenance operations to be able to do them not too early, but not too late to avoid breakdown. The second example is to reduce the energy consumption of the lines. For that, we uh, implement some uh, sensors on the lines to be able to compare in real time the energy usage and the real output of the line. Uh, by comparing this data, we have been able to achieve up to 15% energy reduction on the one good example in a factory. Uh, the third example is the uh, improvement of the quality level. In fact, during the production, we capture plenty of, uh, of data uh, from all the processes that we have. And we try to compare the fluctuation of this data with the result of the tested product at the end. And by identifying some uh, mathematical relation between them, we can adjust some critical parameters and to improve the result. The result on one example was up to 40% of, uh, of reject rate improvement. The last one is the automatization of the, the quality control based on analysis of uh, acoustic signal or, or about, uh, about pitches. And for that, we compare the um, efficiency in terms of detection of the defects between the computer and the human. And we measure that the computer was up to 10 times better, more efficient than the operators. Globally, uh, to summarize, based on AI application, we improve the quality, we reduce the uh, energy consumption, we increase uh, the outputs, and we automatize uh, more. So it's very key for us. We convince that AI is a real booster for our industrial performance. And now the next step is obviously to scale up, to go from good example to a very wide deployment at Valeo. So clearly there's a lot of applications uh, for AI in the automotive industry. So what kinds of profiles are you looking for at Valeo to build your AI team? Um, quite a wide range of profiles. It's true that with the uh, dramatic and the impressive progress of AI, we need more and more experts on things which are changing very fast. In a nutshell, we need uh, researchers. We need research engineers. We need engineers. With the raise of um, generative AI, we need now people who are experts in so-called prompt engineering, how to use at best generative AI. So these things are changing constantly. In my team, uh, we have very experienced researchers, including people who have been in the field for, like me, for 30 years and more. <laughs> I can't believe it when I look at you, Patrick. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, not only we need to hire new profiles, but also we have to train internally. So there is a large program of uh, AI training at Valeo to keep up with the pace at which the discipline is evolving. Yeah, it's very exciting and fast moving. So if you are an AI expert, a data scientist, an engineer, even if you've never worked in the auto industry before, head over to the Valeo website to find out more. Thank you, Patrick Perez, for coming in to talk to us today. My pleasure. And if you're interested in this subject, check out our previous episode on software in vehicles. You've been listening to Moving Your Future, the podcast from Valeo that shed light on the mobility of tomorrow. Tune in for more soon. 